0: when reading the news here in New Zealand I felt like I've been hearing from very few sources there's the government the police, then there's my Hoskin complaining about something and then there's the government again and I can't help but wonder how many stories are left untold like how many things are happening right now in all these other bubbles here and all around the world that we're not hearing about I mean, you you can get active on Facebook, obviously, and you can read everything everyone's posting from your friends and pages that you follow and that kind of thing. But your online reach is just another bubble. I think the word bubble was used in that context way before we started talking about our households as bubbles. So with so much of the big picture missing, um, I've started wondering and writing down some questions that I've had about this lockdown. And what might be happening around the country Um, I've I've got eight questions for you so let's let's dive in first one number one is extroverts how are the extroverts doing for a long time our culture has celebrated extroverts Um, being outgoing and bubbly and social and all that has been like a very desirable thing In the time of lockdown, though, I've noticed lately that more and more people are coming out as introverts. Uh, Like people are admitting that they actually like staying at home and avoiding people. (laughs) Some even say they don't like hugging or (laughs) getting closer than six feet to somebody. Um, So yeah, there are a lot of people I think who have been impersonating extroverts, but are really kind of borderline or introverts. And it feels like this is really the time for introverts. Like, this is for those who are, have the kind of traits they will flourish in this kind of time when, you know, obviously all that, that activity is taken out. Um, and also, there are those fence sitters like myself who enjoy hanging out with people, but also choose to do a lot of solitary stuff like writing. <laughs> but I do wonder. What's going on with those who are true extroverts? Like people who used to go out every night. What is going to be the COVID-19 era's version of an outgoing personality? (laughs) I'm thinking like before we get out of lockdown, um, someone who um, has back-to-back Zoom meetings and someone who lives through their YouTube channel, is that going to be the extrovert of our COVID time? And if you are not just an extrovert, but looking for like social validation or that social sta- status, um, how does that work with you know Zoom and that kind of technology? Are you just going to like, join several Zoom meetings and house parties and all those things at the same time, and then like, jump between them to make it look like you're super popular and in demand? Number two, uh, legal stuff. I have no dog in this fight, so yeah, just saying. But I wonder, how do the drug dealers operate under lockdown? I have this feeling that they consider themselves as an essential service. Like that's just kind of like that ballsy thinking behind it. so do they just drive around in bright daylight now? Or, no, or, or they, do they operate at night, like sneaking through people's gardens and doing drop-offs at their back door? Or how does it work? Because <laughs> I'm thinking with all these police checkpoints on every road, everywhere, it would be pretty obvious if the same guy was stopped going shopping several times a day, like going back and forth and having shit like that in their car that would be pretty obvious and if people find it harder to access illegal substances during the lockdown how are they coping I also wonder if is the is drug addiction considered a pre-existing condition in terms of how likely you are to die of COVID-19 this hasn't really been discussed in the media or I have missed it so please tell me if you know my one listener Um, I just I wonder if you're high how is that going to affect your chances with this virus because in New Zealand the drug of choice as you know um, for many is meth I'm not sure how that would interact with coronavirus but I can easily imagine something like opioids which can lead to respiratory issues Would not work well with COVID-19 and considering that there's an opioid crisis in the US which is the current center of the global epidemic um, how is that going to play out number one uh, number three bugs this is a very small issue but I'm just curious what happens if your house gets infested with fleas or bed bugs or something like that during the lockdown are the exterminators an essential service? You um you can obviously buy a bug bomb from the supermarket or something like that, but we all know that those are not 100 percent effective, especially against bed bugs or fleas if they are like truly infested in your house. Um obviously the, the risk of this is low considering everyone's just hungering down in their homes, but it's just something that I'm wondering. <laughs> Also, I'm wondering, does the bug spray kill COVID 19? Like, if you dose your house with something like that, do you still have to worry about COVID 19 being on some of those surfaces? Just wondering. Number four, the young rebels. How will the lockdown, especially if it's extended in some form for months, affect the youth? Because we, we all go through that age when we're likely to, you know, break the rules in some way. Is there going to be a whole new generation whose those youth crimes are going to be along the lines of repeatedly used the swings or kicked bikes too far from home or coughed on strangers? Are we going to see a decline in actual old-fashioned crimes like drunk driving or misdemeanor? when you can rebel simply by leaving your house, going surfing or hugging someone outside your bubble. Things that used to be considered healthy and nice are now police business. So I really wonder, how how are the youth going to act in this environment? Number 5. Young lovers Building on the previous point, I'm wondering how many young people are currently sneaking around at night to meet with their boyfriends and girlfriends in the backyards and garden sheds and playhouses and tree houses and whatever you know dark places there are because youth is creative and love conquers all as we know so I'm just wondering is some of the, are some of those covid cases where they don't know how the person got infected? Is it possible that there's a lovesick teenager somewhere attached to it? I'm just wondering. And as a romance writer, I'm just fascinated by this whole subject because we are now telling young people who have this innate need to rebel, we're telling them to stay in the house and not meet anyone. And imagine if one of them is like desperately in love with someone. And we've seen, like, we've all seen Romeo and Juliet or Reddit or something like we know youth will do these crazy things just out of that those you know chemicals that mix up in your brain when you when you fall in love how is that going to play out is the police is not saying anything in their meetings about this so I'm yeah just super curious about it number six copper is anyone thinking of switching our doorknobs to once made out of copper? This, according to research, coronavirus can live for days on steel and other metal surfaces, but only up to four hours in copper, which is a remarkable difference. So clearly, you sh- copper should be our first choice for anything people constantly touch in the future. Right. I don't know if we can produce enough copper. In the world for all of these purposes but I'm just wondering if are we going to see a new line of copper handles, copper steering wheels, copper light switches, copper phone cases? Is anyone looking into this? I just want to know. Number seven smells. Every time you pass someone on the street even if it's two meters away as you are supposed to and you end up smelling their perfume or deodorant or their sweat Does that mean that you're exposed to coronavirus if they have it? Does the coronavirus live inside perspiration? Like those tiny droplets that they say that you can cough up and then they end up floating in the air. Does your sweat float in the air that way? I've I've actually looked into this, I can't find any definitive answers to it. Some people say, yeah, be cautious, something, something, but usually when you're smelling someone, too late. Like you've already smelt them. So what do you do then? Like you just step away and, and freak them out by your behaviour, or just accept that okay, I smelt that person, but I try not to smell the next one. Um, so I've started instinctively holding my breath when I walk past another human on the street. I have no idea if this helps with anything. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> just freaking out me and the other person. But uh, I also wonder how we're going to interact with each other in the future. Even after the lockdown's lifted, how are we going to smell each other? Are we going to have that kind of positive reaction to smelling someone's perfume, which is, I think, why perfumes exist in the first place? Or are we going to kind of freak out, kind of, are we going to a different reaction to smells in the future to the point that we prefer the smell of disinfectant or other kind of you know that kind of hospital smells that (laughs) tell you that the place has been cleaned maybe some cleaning cleaning solutions that kind of thing um and i wonder if that's going to affect the perfume industry and if they will have to adapt to new preferences that people have around smells number eight smoking is smoking in its old-fashioned form going to disappear Um, if smokers who contract the novel coronavirus are more likely to die and everyone else is scared shitless to even start smoking because they see what's happening to these guys Is it possible that smoking could actually go away? I know this is is probably a long shot, but go get drink. Um, And I'm also wondering if the tobacco industry could be kind of wiped out or changed by this, hopefully. Um, I heard that they are working on some like COVID-19 treatment or something like that. Don't know how that's going, but that would be an acceptable way for like, for them to pivot, that would be pretty cool. Like, out of all the things that they could do with all their money and resource, treating COVID-19 is probably a very good idea. Like, that could actually make up for some of the shit that they caused for just decades before this. So I'm hoping, this one I'm hoping actually have not, not the smokers dying, not really. I don't want anyone to die. But I do hope that the tobacco industry is suffering from this. So there you go. Eight random questions. And I'm sure there's many, many more that I haven't thought of that other people are thinking of. And I'm sure there are going to be so many stories coming out when we step out of this lockdown. And journalism can go into the kind of normal, whatever the new normal is going to be, but I'm hoping that they will be able to access more people and deliver more and more varied stories and we will kind of tune out of that one channel of the government and the police and the government and you know Ashley Bloomfield and the government is kind of like nothing wrong with that but it's kind of getting a little bit repetitive at this stage I don't know how many people in other countries tune into their government broadcast every day at 1 p.m and then write love songs about them the doctor who delivers the same news every day it's it's kind of it's interesting and I love that New Zealand's so kind of pulling together as one in this or that's kind of what it feels like but as I said at the same time I feel like so many stories are not being told and government only has their one viewpoint on everything they they try to keep in touch with everyone and Jacinda is on Facebook live and telling people you know answering everyone's questions and and keeping in touch with everyone and that's I, I understand that's why she does it. she wants to know what's going on but there would still be so much that we're missing so much that we don't know right now because of the lack of diversity of voices at the moment. But let's hope that we can get back to at least that kind of variety that we had before or some kind of new variety who knows but I do hope we get back to hearing more stories. I love stories. Anyway I hope you are safe and well and enjoying your lockdown as much as you can. I'll talk to you next time.